Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. It's a Pokemon podcast. Starring me, Tambapom. Ambapom. AKA Tanner Green Ring. And I Was there an Ambapom too? Did I miss that? Yeah. Did I repress it? I think Route 12 or 13. There was a lady called like Business Lady Hillary, and she had <laughs> both of the two Pokemon. Teacher that Hillary, I, am. I remember that actually, yeah. <laughs> She has both of the Pokemon that are nicknames this week. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Sunflorosh. Sunflora. Wow. AKA what a Joshua Fielstead. What a mess of what a team. A dynamic duo there. Gross. Hillary. <laughs> Get your shit pulled together, man. It was gross. Somebody else here has an APOM as well. Did you notice it stands on its fucking tail hand? No. Ugh. No. It's awful. Ugh. I don't get why we have this Pokemon. I don't know. And I don't get why people defend him. Every time we shit on Ambipom, people like crawl out of their nasty, rotten woodwork to be like, Ambipom is good. Look at his gross hands. Multiple guests who we've had on this show. I know. They're all disgusting. Canceled. Let's never have them on again. Alex and Tony are canceled. Alex and Tony canceled. Although I think Tony wanted to chop it up and eat it. So, you know. I think it's a gay thing. It could be. But I don't like it. Yeah. You have good taste, though. Oh, thank you. Teacher Hillary had Sunkern and Ambipom. Yeah. Oh, I rematched her. When you go to fight her again, she has Ambipom and Sunflora. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. She called you up, or you called her up. I called her up, yeah. I haven't done too much of the rematches yet. I just keep running the Elite Four. I feel like it's still more efficient, but am I wrong? I do a little bit of both, especially on this route, or these routes, the 14, 15... 13, 12, the density of trainers is so tight that I was doing rematches all up and down these routes. Yeah. And the levels aren't awful. Like, especially when you go back for the rematches, their levels are in like the mid to high 40s. There is a lot of training here, actually, more than I thought. Yeah. Finally. But yeah, we'll get to that. We're not there yet, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I derailed that intro. Um, It's a Pokemon podcast? (laughs) It's a Pokemon podcast wherein we play through every Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week. We are in season 4B, playing through the end game of Pokemon Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Yeah, Joshua. I always say them in the wrong order, but I play Soul Silver. Yeah, but it's Heart Gold, Soul Silver. It sounds so much better. No, it doesn't. It sounds bad when you say that. Uh. We find ourselves in Celadon City. Mm-hmm. We've seen the sights. We've done some shopping. We've defeated Erica in battle. And now we are headed west towards the cycling road, a route that I took on last week, not knowing where I was going or what I was doing. <laughs> the order of the Kanto in this post game after Soul Silver and Heart Gold yeah. is so confusing. They do not give you any hints. No. They just kind of leave it up to you to, to grope your way through the dark. And they also gate certain areas, like arbitrarily, you know? Yes. With the Snorlax, where it's like, but why can't I just do Diglett's Cave, but I can like go all the way to Cerulean or Lavender Town as soon as you land? Yeah. As you dock. You can get around the Snorlax from every direction. Yeah. Technically. It's just, it all seems arbitrary because, you know, there's this order that the walkthrough has prescribed, basically, which is how we got caught, like, in the beginning, where it was like, oh, okay, it's not Brock and Misty immediately, it's Lieutenant Surge and Sabrina, but, like, none of them have higher level Pokemon, really, than the others. Like, they're all, like, level 49 to, like, 55. Right, they're all sort of right in the same zone. So, like, 
Why don't you just give us free reign of the whole region? And in fact, we played two gyms this week, and one was incredibly challenging in terms of puzzles and like gym layout. Oh, yeah. And the other was shockingly easy in terms of right. layout. Because they are just renovating like the gyms in the original, and like Pewter Gym is obviously. Pewter for Gym babies. is two trainers, each of them has one Pokemon. Right. And then Brock, of course. But like, you know, Brock Brock's got some some heavy hitters. Yeah. But we're not there yet, Joshua. We are headed west from Celadon City towards Cycling Road, Route 16 and 17, I think. I think it's 17 and 18 specifically. 16, you used to be able to get fly there by like finding that hermit in the woods. And now it's just like right, right, right. this man and this this woman and this old man. The vacation house? Yeah, the vacation house. I want to talk called. about the vacation house. Because <laughs> yeah. the old man who lives in the vacation house is my trainer danger of the week. Oh, wow. Well, my first one. He's a weirdo and he's a creep and he no longer gives you any HMs. He just asks you if you've heard of this cool new trendy phrase. <laughs> yeah. This is a mechanic that they introduced in Hoenn. Hoenn. Yeah. It didn't make sense then, but at least back then you could sort of set the phrase and you could have a little fun with it. Now there's no option for setting the phrase. Some specter out there is setting the phrase for you. Yeah, and it changes every day, apparently. What's the point? <laughs> I don't know, and I frankly, I don't care at this point. What was your trendy <laughs> phrase? Well, this is the first one I got in any of these games where I was like, oh, that actually is trendy, and it was streaming. Oh, yeah, streaming is very trendy. I was like, wow, was streaming was Did not... Did you ask him if he's watched Loki? <laughs> Does he have Disney Plus? Uh, he's more of a peacock guy. Oh, yeah, I have Peacock, too. You know, he's got to watch Friends. Had to had to watch The Office, you know. You know what I found out this week? Seinfeld is expiring on Hulu. Okay. But and Netflix got the rights next, but they don't have it until September. And so it's like, what am I going to do for two months? Wait, how, how often do you rewatch Seinfeld? Oh, I'd say an episode usually finds its way on almost every day. Here's the thing about... You just throw it on. Here's the thing about TV from when you and I were coming up. It's better than you remember, A. Yeah. B, I remember when I was when I moved to New York in 2008, I was watching The Office because we were all watching The Office, you know? Yeah, of course. I watched that. But I don't think I really like, I don't think I've ever considered myself a fan. But recently I signed up for Peacock and I rewatched all of The Office. Yeah. It's very good. It's a very funny show. I liked it a lot. You forget. But I feel like it's sort of the same thing that's happened to me with Friends, except I never watched Friends, but with The Office. I've never seen Friends either. But now I hate the culture around it, so I won't exactly. watch it out of spite. That's what I assumed too. I was like, oh, everyone's so obnoxious about The Office, and it's like yeah. such a thing online. Like, I don't really want to revisit The Office. But then I was like, I need something to watch while I'm playing video games. Right. So I put on The Office, and it's still very good. It's a very, like, nice funny show i did love it when it was on but i've never rewatched it because of the culture time and now time. i'm thinking i don't i mean now i've got Sign this up for peacock, baby. it's like i can't rewatch fraser already yeah maybe it will have to be the office i did 30 rock it's last year better than I you remember did battlestar galactica already during the pandemic so oh yeah that's a good one maybe it's the office by process of elimination i mean what am i gonna do rewatch scrubs I'm not doing that oh interesting I definitely had like a Scrubs moment in college. I loved Scrubs, and I rewatched the first four seasons like frequently because I had them on DVD. But oh right, yeah, yeah, that show really goes down the tubes after yeah. I think like season five or six. Weren't they on one network and they came back on another network? I think it was like an NBC ABC thing. It was definitely like 
well after I stopped watching it. I remember it like came back and like it was sort of like Saved by the Bell, the new class, where it was like JD and Turk were the seasoned teachers now. Oh yeah, yeah, and they have like a class of um, residents. Yeah, I went down with the ship on that show, but I really stopped paying attention at that point. Yeah, yeah, that show is good. Yeah, just goes to show you, people, these sitcoms that everyone loves. There's a reason why everyone loves them, and it's because they're good. Yeah. Well, that's the lesson. That's the lesson. And streaming is trending. And streaming is trending, and so is bone density, which is what he said to me. (laughs) Okay. He's got, like, osteoporosis on the mind. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, but I said, well, he said, hey, want to hear a trendy phrase? And I said, yeah. He said, bone density. That's fucked up. He just left it at that. Bone density. What a weird thing to say to me. He thinks your bones are dense, or they are lacking density. He wasn't clear about it. Not even sure we're talking about my bones. Might have been his bone. Wow. You know? Give him some calcium. Yeah. And it's not bones density. He's talking about a bone. Oh, God. Right? Oh, no. Which bone? (laughs) Which bone, creep? I see where you're going now. There's also a little bit of patch of grass here. I only caught one notable Pokemon this week. Everything else, it was stuff I already had, so I skipped almost all the routes this week. But Me too. Did you catch anything here? I skipped most of them. I did step into this grass because I couldn't really remember what was here originally. Yeah. And I caught something, but only because I just hucked a ball at it. I was like, it's fifth level 15. I'm not going to kill it because right. it's a waste. Right. I'll just huck a ball. I don't have it. And it was a Grimer. Oh, cute. And I did catch it. What are you going to do with the Grimer? Oh, it's in the box, but I'm concerned about what it's going to do in that box because I read its Pokedex entry. Oh, what does it do? And it says, as it moves, it loses bits of its body from which new Grimer emerge. And this worsens the stench around it. Okay. It's kind of like, like a gremlin. It's sort of like a gremlin. Yeah. A stinky gremlin. Yeah. It does make you think if you had a Grimer as your overworld Pokemon walking behind you, isn't it just spreading Grimers all over the land? Oh, you're leaving little trails of Grimers the entire way behind you. Yeah. And is that legal? And does that mean your Grimer gets smaller and smaller? I think that's what it would imply unless it's generating more ooze constantly. Right. It does learn acid armor eventually, Hmm. and it can throw sludge. Maybe. It's throwing little bits of Grimer that it's going to become new Grimers. And then do they become Grimers on the other Pokemon? Vacation house, done. <laughs> yeah. Bicycle route. Here we are, Route 17. Uh-huh. You fly down this thing. Yeah. It's the same bikers it's always been. Looks great. Although, I don't know if, what are the cue balls around this time? They're all bikers now, I think. No, there's there's bird boys too. There's bird boys, and then I think this is the gen where they removed cue balls because I think they realized they that they were uh, racist. Creeps. <laughs> Skinheads. <laughs> so, so they're yeah, all they're just all, bikers. They're all bikers. And the sprite is cool because they have their hog behind them, their rig. Yeah. And they all have this big, like, uh, seat post. That is cool. That's the same shape as a. Uh, Heracross horn. That is cool. I hadn't even realized the that. The same shape and color as a Heracross horn, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And they all have the same, like, toxic Pokemon. Well, and Magmars. And Survipers. But mostly it's poison-type Pokemon. I found out that one of them, Viker Aiden, he'll call you if you take his number, and he'll have a Dusk Stone at some point, which can be useful. I could have used one last week. Yeah. On Murkrow. I guess he can give you one. I feel like all of these routes... 17, 18, 
16 and then the other ones like 12 13 14 15 yeah an inordinate amount of people who were insisting on taking their number too many they went too far like the bikers i like i i feel like a third of them encouraged me to take their number and i was like i guess but like i'm not gonna pick up the only one that i thought was funny was that one of them at the end is like yeah, just give me a call if you want to talk, you know, about school or puzzles or gym tricks or really <laughs> nothing at all, because that's what friends do. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm calling to talk about puzzles. Kind of sweet, this like grizzled like biker. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny dialogue tree for them, but that's pretty good. But yeah, I, I'm not answering any of these calls. You make your way down the um, the route here, and then you're on Route 18, which is that tiny little patch of of land between. Oh, with the Bird Boys cycling route, yeah, and uh, Fuchsia City. And there's a couple of Bird Boys in a patch of grass here who will take you on. Um, I don't know, they got birds, doduos and dodrios. Yeah, but here we are in Fuchsia City, the once beautiful Fuchsia City. Yeah, that's gone to seed. Although Joshua, yeah, the I think son or grandson of the former safari zone owner Mm -hmm. has taken it upon himself to rebuild on the former grounds of the safari zone since it's been closed pal park pal park it's a lot like safari zone except it's nothing like safari zone yeah the way the pal park works bug catchers is you show up you release six of your pokemon from the game boy advance cart into the pal park And then you can go in and catch them and incorporate them into your current playthrough. Yeah. It's like the only way to transfer Pokemon from old games. Yeah, until you've got like Pokemon Home and everything. And then they all work together now. I was playing on my 3DS, so I didn't have the the game card. But are you still playing on the DSi? DS Lite, but yeah. Mm. I didn't do it because I can't use any imported Pokemon because of the Nuzlocke. But I got some gears turning for future games where I think... Like, can we keep, like, a Champion's Clause going? Yeah. Like, I think it would be fun to do throwbacks at some point, and we bring in super old callback Pokemon into, like, Gen 5 or Gen 6 or whatever, because we'll have that ability at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Which could be funny. That would be good. The only other thing that's really notable, except for the gym in Fuchsia City, is the juggler. (laughs) Who is this man who you can trade shards to for berries? Yeah, which I didn't do. Why would you do that? That's such a bad exchange. The shards are worth so much more than berries. It's, shards are good. The berries suck. Although the, the, I think he has some pretty uncommon berries. Yeah, I'm just not. The berries I've I've never even really heard of before. Now that we have good, solid held items, I'm not bothering with a berry. No. Really, the only one I get is like the strategy Tony deploy- tried to deploy last week. Where Tony had his Dragonite holding a person berry so that after two or three turns of outrage and it gets confused, it gets cured immediately. Oh, like smart. I could do that with my Meganium and Petal Dance as well, but um, yeah, that's really it. I'm not going to use the other ones. I mean, unless I'm naive about this berry culture. My mom has sent me lots of berries, and like some of them are say. some of them are impressive. Like there are some that allow moves that would be super effective to be just regular effective. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I suppose. So there's some useful berries, but mostly the berry game is beyond me and and frankly uninteresting to me. No, I'm not getting in that game. And I'm going to keep my shards. Thank you. Yeah. Only other real notable landmark in Fuchsia City is the Fuchsia Gym. Yeah, that's it. With uh, gym leader Janine. Koga's daughter. Koga's daughter, right. 
Koga from uh, the Elite Four. Yes. He got promoted even though he's always been one of the worst gym leaders and he is now one of the worst Elite Four. Yes. Because Poison's trash. Poison is trash, although her gym is what a pickle. Yeah, they finally got the technology upgraded so that you can't tell where the walls are and they're actually invisible. You can kind of tell if you're looking very closely. If you're looking super closely, there's a little bit of a distortion on the tiles. Jesus. Like a one pixel distortion on the tiles that will tell you where the walls are. But it's really, really hard to see, and you're much better off doing what I did, which was just brute forcing your way through. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I just flung myself at every direction. Yeah, I was just throwing myself at glass walls. Ended up not even battling two of the trainers, because like the thing about this gym is everyone looks like Janine. Right. Everyone has like put on a disguise to look like Janine. So every time you approach someone, you're like, is this Janine? And they're like, fwa, 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 fwa. Right. I am not Janine. I am just some dumb trainer. And they always have the same like poison type Pokemon. It's like Muck and Arbok and, uh, Arbok and all that kind of shit. And so, yeah. Last Linda. She's got a stack. The team. full Bulbasaur line. Yeah. She knows what she likes. Yeah. And she's not afraid to let you know. But then eventually you find your way to gym leader Janine, and I, I managed to just kind of fling myself at the walls in such a way that the last two gym trainers, I didn't even encounter them. So okay. I just like eventually found my way to Janine, and it was the real Janine. She's not the one in the middle. She throws you off, yeah. and she's like the second or third to the last one or something. Right, exactly. And then she's got all poison-type Pokemon. She's got Crobat, Weezing, two area doses. Yeah, it's not a great strategic decision. And then decision. a Venomoth. Her highest-level Pokemon is 50. It's the Venomoth. I had Honchkrow. Eat up those bugs. Flying-type Pokemon who made very quick work of the bugs. Yeah. I don't even know what's super effective against poison. Psychic, ground. Oh. I think that's it. Well, it didn't matter. Honchkrow one-hitted everyone in this place yeah maybe not a one-hitted but like did a lot of damage to everyone in this place that's the thing like i think poison is ultimately more useful than a type like rock but they have a similar nature where it's basically like you know they have a very low special defense oh and i just threw alternating kaladin the magmortar and tolkien the alakazam out here and every one of them was a one-hit ko yeah i didn't know that about their special defense and honchkrow has this move called nasty plot oh yeah which like nasty plots great greatly increases his special attack yeah and then paired with dark pulse like i was just one hitting everyone in here she's as much of a joke as her father runs in the family yeah it was it was no problem at all yeah you get the soul badge she gives you poison jab i don't know if poison jab decent. is a good move or not it's like 80 damage 100 percent accuracy poison yeah physical move i think and then it's a jab it's got to be physical if you've played through pokemon red blue fire red leaf green gold silver any of the games where you've made your way through the Kanto region, Mm -hmm. surely your next instinct is to go south towards the Seafoam Islands, right? Yeah. Wrong. Blocked. It's like a rock slide or something. Yeah, there's... Clearing debris. There's something here that's keeping you from going south. Yeah. So an artificial barrier here. So you're not going south. You were going east towards the docks that lead eventually to... um, Lavender Town? Lavender Town and uh, Vermilion. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the first kind of route that you encounter to the east of Fuchsia City is that long one where it's like two routes. There's a route above with little uh, cliffs that you can jump down. Right. And there's a route below that's full of trainers and patches of grass. Yeah. I waded into the patches of grass here just because I was curious, but didn't see anything all that interesting. I did a little because I know there can be chances here. But the rate is like so low. Yeah, it's right? 1% and everything else was something that I either already had or I just don't care anymore. But you're saying these Pokemon are from the Safari Zone? Someone says that where they're like, oh, all this this route, I think 14 and 15, all have released Safari Zone Pokemon on them. I mean, it was mostly Nidos. Well, they're in there as well. There's also Pidgeotos, there's Noctowls, there's Hoppeeps. Chansey is one of the ones that was in the Safari Zone. But yeah, I was a little disappointed. Like, I didn't see a lot of what you would think they would have. Like, how are there not Rhyhorns? That's a very common Pokemon in Safari Zone. So you'd think you'd see that at least. Right. And really live up to my expectations with this free-roaming... Safari Zone, Mon. Yeah. It also like just speaks really poorly of the guy who ran the Safari Zone because he was just like, well, I'm closing the Safari Zone. I guess I'll just open the gates. I'm going to just ruin this ecosystem by releasing a bunch of invasive species into it. And let the fucking wild Pokemon just run free. Yeah. I think he's in prison now. I hope so. Yeah. Lock him up. The nice part about these routes is there are a ton of trainers. Yeah. And you can just keep grinding away here. And some of them have pretty decent level Pokemon, especially when you come back to battle them later. Right. There's one guy I want to talk about, Josh, who's my second trainer changer of the week. Jesus. His name is Pokefan Joshua. Oh, okay. And that's you. Yeah, that's me. And guess what he's got, Joshua? But you're making me the trainer danger? Well, I'm making Pokefan Joshua the trainer danger. And if you take that mantle on then yes, but otherwise, no. I will say the the sprite is a man with his, what appears to be young son. Right. Dressed up as Pikachu. I think you previously sort of had an affinity toward the Poke fan. I do, I do, I do. and I and I, But I don't anymore, and I want to tell you why, Joshua. Okay. After this break. Oh, that's inventive. Inventive yeah. approach there. New one. Using it against yourself. Yeah. Interesting. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. My trainer danger, my second one of the week, Pokefan Joshua, uh-huh. has not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six Pikachus. It's uh, five too many. It's so rare to encounter a random trainer who has, like, you know, more than a few Pokemon. And this dude had a full lineup, all six Pokemon, all pikachus yeah the equivalent although at least it's a little bit better it's a little bit of an improvement over that fisherman who has the six magikarp 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a joke. Yeah. Because, like, what are six Magikarp going to do? Absolutely nothing. Did the six Pikachu do anything? No. What level are they? They're all level 32. Okay. Six male Pikachu. Yeah. All level 32. I remember this because I just had Rhyperior out, and it was just Earthquake, yeah. Earthquake, 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 Earthquake. What a weird choice to make. Six Pikachu. Well, he's a Poké fan. I guess. Poké fans are like... They're monotype. Poké fans generally favor and are obsessed with like cute Pokemon. They often have, you know, Jigglypuffs, Clefairies, Pikachus, obviously Merrells, that kind of stuff. Right. And I think that's kind of their thing rather than uh, monotype necessarily. Not much else happening along these routes. It's just a grind. Yeah. You'll remember from Gens 1 and 2 that it's like the long route with all the grass and then sort of a brief northerly route where the options are to go on the left side, which is like a dirt path, or the right side, which is like a paved path. But either side is just full of trainers. Yeah, with the bikers versus like the bird boys. Right. And then, of course, the little maze. Like they've set up like a little hedge maze here on Route 13. That's still here, yep. Uh, which is still here. It's full of like picnickers and bird boys. And, of course, Pokefan Joshua. Where he lives. And then Route 12, finally. This is the longest haul we've had in quite a while. This was actually the first time in this generation where I had to deploy uh, elixirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now we have like the high power, like five PP moves and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Four out of six Pokemon have at least one five PP move at this point. Yeah. And like no one really needs healing even. It's just like, oh, I'm running out of PP and like, uh, I don't, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was waiting for that. But then, as I've mentioned, I don't have a flying Pokemon in my team. Right. So once I was in the middle around this corner, like going into the Route 12. Route 12. I was like, oh shit, like I'm running out of moves, actually. Route 12 is is long and windy and full of fishermen. It's the docks. This is where Snorlax was previously. It's the route that connects Vermilion with Lavender with all points south. The other big notable landmark here is the the fishing guru's house where you can finally get the super rod. That's super rod. That's super rod. Yeah. But then otherwise, it's mostly just bird boys and fishermen. And this is another route where it's like every battle, it felt like, at least every battle with the fishermen, they were like, hey, can I get your number? God. It's like, you guys are fucking such creeps, So I can fight your quillfish at level 40 instead of level 30? Hear about, like, your fucking canoodling with your goldines instead of seeing (laughs) your family or whatever? Yeah. Like, not interested. It's also, like, these are shitty routes for catching slash fishing for Pokemon. Right. It's all tentacles. And that's a big reason why I still think that just running the Elite Four endlessly is a better use of my time. Right. I'm not interested in Tentacool, Magikarp, or Quillfish, which is all that's fucking here. No. Fishing used to mean something, you know? You could catch some cool Pokemon. Be excited about You could maybe get a Chincho. Or like a Poliwag. Oh, yeah. Something interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't like talking about Poliwag anymore. Not anymore, Joshua. Now you get nothing. You get Tentacools. But we're good. We made our way through Route 12. The option here is you can go north to Lavender Town, but we did that last week. Oh, the only other thing. Did you have this Yusin interaction? Oh, yeah. Suikune. Our buddy, the other Fur Affinity admin, uh, Yusin. He's just desperate to catch Suikune and give him a little kiss on the lips. Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. You see him bounding around, like out kind of on the docks. And, right? I think it was on the docks somewhere. 
Like on to the east? It was further down, but yeah, it's it's in this this area. Maybe Route 14, yeah. Yeah. And then Suicune like bounds away again, like still being coy about getting that kiss. And Yusin this time is like, well, I think that where Suicune's going is a hilly place near the water, somewhere north. I don't know what that means. Which to me reads as Suicune wants a kiss from Misty because that sounds like oh, the Cerulean, Cerulean Cape makeout spot. Oh, uh, where, where Misty was kissing that boy. I think. Here's a theory. Here's a theory. That's where Suicune's settling down. We never figured out who that boy was that Misty was kissing. <gasps> oh, we know shit. Suicune loves a kiss because there's this guy chasing it, trying to get a kiss. Right. Maybe that boy was like some kind of Disney's Luca style, like. Oh my God, yeah. Once Suicune touches land, he becomes a boy. What a film. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it on Sunday. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Isn't it just a little mermaid? I teared up a little. It sort of seems like it's just a little mermaid. Gay little mermaid, kind of. Oh, okay. It's coded gay, but. And they're Italian? Yeah. It's very good. It's the best Pixar movie I've seen in, a, in years, I think. Okay, and he's gay. I mean, they're too young to know what they are. Okay. But there's some call me by your name yeah. elements. Timote was too young. In no that. peach scene, but. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was a, a gay anthem film. I'm going to go check it out now. I think it's becoming that. It looks good. I like the animation style. It, it looks good. The concept is good. It's a little mermaid. Uh, it's the great. concept is a little mermaid. Yeah. We make our way not north, but west. Yeah. Towards Vermilion. Yeah, Route 11. It's just a huge grass path. I mean, it's just like. Dirt paths yeah, yeah, through exactly. a bunch of tall grass. There's a few trainers here. They're all pretty boring. They all have, if I remember correctly, it's like psychic types. There's a couple psychics and a couple youngsters. Oh, youngsters, yeah. Executors. Weird. Weird crew. Crobats, Zatus, etc. Again, absolutely no talent in this grass. <laughs> no, again... The Pokemon are always still level fucking like, look at this, level 14 to level, the highest level, aside from the Snorlax, which doesn't count, Right, is level 16. Well, what are we talking about here? I guess it's kind of cute that this grass is full of Hypnos and Drowsies, and there's a sleeping Snorlax here. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Like, I guess that's cute. Like, that's probably intentional, right? But yeah, Josh already blew our wad, but the main <laughs> attraction here is the Snorlax that's blocking your entry back into Vermilion City and blocking Diglett's cave. Yeah. So you you battle him, Josh. Uh-huh. Tough battle. He's level 50. Yeah, he was actually tough. He was among one of the toughest Pokemon in this whole leg, actually. Well, and he's also got leftovers. And believe me, as someone who's like desperate for leftovers, I was like, is there any way I can get that leftovers off of him? Well, right. So we had the additional challenge of not killing it. Because we had to try to thieve it. I mean, I did. I didn't. I don't have thief. It's a TM. You get it in a Mahogany Town. In the I don't Rocket. have any Pokemon that know thief. You didn't teach it to Honchcrow? Can it not? No, learn I it? didn't. I didn't know. I, was, I didn't know Snorlax was going to have leftovers. I told you this in the episode that came out today, well, last week. Guess what? I didn't play the game today, Joshua. Wow. I gave you that hint on air. I regretted it, and then I guess it didn't When I saw that leftovers, I, I really considered I was like, should I just catch this thing and then take the leftovers from it and then kill it? Yeah. But I didn't. I just defeated it. Is this the only way to get leftovers in this game? I think that's it. Level 50, he's got one of two moves, immunity, which is a pretty great ability, or thick fat, which is a pretty great ability. Yeah, absolutely. It's making me miss my Snorlax from last gen. Well, of course. But immunity, well, like you just can't be poisoned. And thick fat, what was thick fat? It's like 
I think it reduces fire and ice by 30%. Okay, I thought it was 30. If a Pokemon with thick fat is attacked by ice or fire type moves, the opponent's attack or special attack is reduced by 50% during damage calculation. I mean, it's it's just fire and ice, but But that's still very good. good. That's one of the better ones. Man, Snorlax, what a fucking, what a beast. That's where a skill swap on that one. He also had this move. Well, first of all, he has rollout, which if you're not careful with rollout, that'll get you. And he's got a million hit points because it's Snorlax, you know? Yeah. But he's got this move, Josh, called Giga Impact. And who did I get? That was a close call for me. Oh, yeah. I had for Alligator in. I think I was just doing training with for Alligator. So he was like top of the party. And Snorlax dropped a Giga Impact on him. And for Alligator was in the red. And I was like, dang, that was that was close. But I mean, I think Giga Impact has to charge. Yeah. So I managed to kill him before he could. I was pretty fortunate here because he didn't drop the Giga Impact. He started doing a rollout, but I had my Alakazam up front. And so, you know, Alakazam is this glass cannon. So it still did like, I think a third, maybe even almost half damage. Yeah, just the first rollout. But I had replaced Focus Blast with the Thief TM. Yeah. After this battle, before I ran the Elite Four again, I bought another Focus Blast and then I just taught it over the Thief because like Thief, (laughs) I don't care. I'm not going to use it again. Yeah. So first move was Thief, grab the leftovers. He does rollout. And then I just swapped out Magmortar and then Magmortar did uh, Focus Blast, which it also has. Yeah. But again, the rollout, you know, super effective on him. So I was kind of letting it ride, but uh, it was all right. I wanted that leftovers. Yeah, I wish I had tried harder at it. I just saw it and I was like, or I saw him recovering with it and I was like, dang, I wish I had taught Thief to any of my Pokemon, but I didn't. I didn't want to mayor cheat, Josh. One other thing with that Snorlax. What about it? That was Joshy's sweetie. Snorlax is looking good this gen. Yeah, they did a wonder. I mean, the overworld sprite was great. Never looked better. Yeah sleeping so jolly just a big snoring beast i read some of its pokedex entries when i was trying to find something new to say about it and i guess they eat an average of 880 pounds of food a day yeah which seems very unsustainable well it's like michael phelps he eats eight 880 pounds of food i think so or something like that close like a weirdo close he's got like a super body or something yeah and it also Hartgold's sprite reminds me of like you know, they're really grotesque. My cats do this because they're sort of like... Big. Yeah. Indulgent. Yeah. It's like the upsetting cat sitting version where they like are kind of leaning back against a couch or whatever. And then they've got their two hind legs out and then it's just their whole stomach. And then like Splayed out. their front paws are just laying on their stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what his sprite looks like. And I was like, that's kind of a POTUS look. So I like that. Um, I'll also say this about... Snorlax is once again the fucking radio thing gave me trouble. I remember this from oh putting from on the Poke Flute Silver channel. and Gold because like you open up the Poke Gear and now you have the radio card that you got in uh, Lavender Town, but it's only got four channels and none of them is the Poke Flute channel. If you're paying attention, you can like manually adjust the channel, yeah, and like move the little dot around the dial to like find the Poke Flute channel, which is like the it's an AM station. Topmost point on the, the dial. Yeah. But you really got to go looking for it. Because like they have these little buttons, which is like preset stations. It's like Maria's radio show. 
and then like a couple other shitty things <laughs> but it did give me a little trouble it took me a little while to find the polka flute station i'm sorry once he's gone once he's dealt with he runs off into the hills i think eat another 880 pounds of food and then diglett's cave is once again accessible yeah diglett's cave is looking fantastic yeah it's got a lovely little splash screen with a little doug trio poking its dumb little head up it's cute in previous games like it's just been like a straight shot like underground route but in this one it's got like levels it's got little bridges it's it's like a full dungeon it looks great yeah it adds some depth to it even though we can't access any of those know, other parts it's, it's until funny. we get rock climb which is the fucking last thing after the 16th of gym. i guess we're gonna come back and do it during the waterfalls episode i don't even know what's up there god probably nothing worthwhile i don't know either i'll tell you max revive calcium pp max rock incense and pasho berry i could get some mileage out of a pp max because i have all those five pp things but uh i guess rock incense if you have a rock pokemon but i don't boost the power of the holder's rock type moves by 20 percent. yeah but my rhyperior if it wasn't already obvious has a muscle band now from mommy and that boosts all of his moves as opposed to just one right so you pop out of diglett cave and you're on route two there's not much going on here. If you forgot a cut Pokemon like I did, you have to make your way back through Diglett Cave. Oh, which I did as well. To Vermilion City and pull <laughs> Krabby out of your box and then make your way back. And then there's uh, several options here for, for cutting your way out of Route 2. I took the, the road less traveled and Josh took the road more traveled. Yeah. He went north and popped out right at Pewter City. The expressway. I went south. And popped out on the south side of Viridian Forest. So I actually took a quick jaunt through Viridian Forest. I'll do it next week, but I just assumed like, well, we're going to Viridian City. So I'll just go through Viridian Forest then. I didn't think to go north. I didn't know that north was an option. So, or it's not even north because you start north. You just have to like walk a little bit to your left. And I didn't do that. I just dove south. Right. I found a, a guy who gave me a nugget. So you missed out on him. No, I talked to him. Isn't he in that house? Yeah, he's on the house right there on Route 2. I feel like he tells you like a nugget. He recites you like a nugget poem. He says a bunch of nugget stuff. Gross. He won't shut up about nuggets. In a way that I was like, this guy's pull- going to pull the rug out from under me. <laughs> like, he's talking about nuggets too much. And now he's going to be like, and here's a, you know, elixir. Yeah. So then I made my way to Viridian Forest. Same old Viridian Forest as always. Caught a Pikachu. Pretty excited about that. Pikachu's looking great this gen. Yeah. Now I'm the Poka fan, Joshua. Right, you're you're gonna start turning into starting him. my little army of Pikachu's here. But I was pretty excited to catch a Pikachu. First one I encountered. That's a g- really good one, isn't it? Still rare. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I would think not because it was the first one that I came across. No, it's a six percent, and at night it's only five percent. Mm, that's pretty good. I think I was playing at night. Wow. So I'll take it. Quite good. So now I've finally caught up to you, Joshua, in Pewter City. The Land of Rocks. Yep. The only real notable thing here is Pewter Museum, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. You walk in and the ticket taker lady is like, oh, by the way, there's nothing here. Yeah, we shipped our main exhibits over to uh, where? Johto? I don't Sino? even think she said. She's like, they're at other museums. They're just pawning so it So there's no admission charge because there's nothing here to see. And you still walk in and there's like an old man there. He's like, I'm glad I've lived to be a thousand because I've finally seen dragon bones. And it's like, ugh, man. Yeah. You're making me so sad. There's nothing here. Yeah. I kind of want to ponder mortality if it's the sad ending that you have. Yeah. Old man. And there is a guy here who will turn fossils into Pokemon. But I, have not, I don't think I've... Have we encountered 
fossils in this game at all. I think it works a little bit differently than in the past, like in Gen 2, actually, because you can just find them in the ruins of Alf or the cliff What do you cave, mean? What do you mean where... you can just find them? They're just like sitting around? Yeah, basically. I read that if you smash the breakable rocks outside the ruins of Alf, they will randomly have dome, helix, or the old amber in them. Right, okay. And it's still the normal fossil Pokemon for this gen. So it's Kabuto, it's Omanyte, and it's Aerodactyl. Okay. And then I don't know what the deal is with the cliff cave. I read that on the walkthrough. Is that it's a cliff cave. That's on the route to the new Safari Zone. Out on Cianwood. Oh, right. And then the same goes for the Cliff Cave. Now that we've beaten the Elite Four, you can go back there, and it's apparently excavated now, and you can smash rocks for fossils there, too. It's the same fossils. Yeah. So we could fuck around with it a little in the Chasing Waterfalls episode. But Boa calls me, like, once a day to be like, hey, some new exciting stuff happening at Safari Zone. It's like, I'm not interested. Leave me alone. Yeah, I probably should have just gone and caught something in every zone because like i haven't been back over there no well i did go back and i put some fountains and like puddles out and a statue of myself obviously okay right after he called like as soon as we i think defeated the elite four or yeah, something. yeah he calls and he's like new feature you can do this now it's like i don't want to do that i did that and then i just never went back yeah i'll definitely go back in the Chasing Waterfalls episode and like see what's happening. But it's irrelevant what I could catch at this point. Pewter Gym, home of Brock, the quickest gym we've been to yet. Like we said earlier, two trainers, both of them only have one Pokemon. I think a Rhydon and a Golem. Yeah. Very quick work with my overpowered Fralligator. This was easily the biggest joke of any gym in this gen. Yeah. It's such a weird choice to not make the gym bigger or more complicated yeah it's a it does look cool it's just like a rocky arena it actually invokes what brock's gym looks like in the anime it's like a throwback okay like big boulders everywhere it is like a coliseum shape which is cool but it's a joke i mean everyone and brock is a joke joke, and brock's pokemon are the jokes he has a graveler a rhyhorn an onyx an omastar and of course my you make me barf pokemon of the week (laughs) kabutops Kabutops is too muscly. It really is. Too sexy. Look at his little six pack. They've given him a muscly man body. And he sort of like quivers too. And a little ding dong down there. He's got like a little cod piece on. A cup. They've made Kabutops way too sexy in this game. Omanite still looks like shit. Or sorry, Omastar. Yeah. Just like no effort. Yeah, as the generations go by, Kabutops really comes, even if it is too muscly, really comes out on top. Yeah. Tops. Star just sucks to look at. Star is so grotesque. I am fairly sure I one-hitted every Pokemon in here. Oh, I'm certain. Yeah, I think that I did. I think I had Feraligatr in for the first three, and then I don't remember what I put in for Kabutops and Star since they're dual rock and water i use meganium or um obama snow on all of this just to like divvy it up oh it must have been it must have been uh executor all the grass moves are four times effective on all of them yep so easy quick work and then brock of course gives you the boulder badge and rock slide rock slide's great yep I don't know if I'm going to teach it to anyone yet, but I like having it. Let me tell you, Joshua, about the team I went into Brock with, or rather left Brock's gym with. 
in our hit segment, a level check. Level check. May I tell you about my team? Yeah, I'd love to hear if you had any more deaths. No deaths this week. Congratulations. But I did do a lot of leveling. Scary. Since we recorded with Tony. Scary. Everglade Fund for Alligator, level 65. Okay. Three Rivers, Sizor, level 63. Okay. Delta, Honchcrow, level 65. And that's a plus 15. Yeah. Plus 15. Well done. That's where I channeled most of my efforts. Wow. Save a Fox, Ninetales, level 62. Gift of Parenthood, Executor, level 63. Blue Dragon, Dragonite, level 61. I'm not having very much fun with Dragonite. I don't think he's a very fun Pokemon. Please, it is not level 69. If there's anything that's not going to survive to the end of this game, it's going to be Dragonite. Wow. It's just sort of boring. I mean, you could just copy Tony's strategy, I guess, but it does seem like the move pool is relatively limited at the moment, especially because so many TMs are hard to acquire right now. And he doesn't have that much HP. Standbys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But he's sort of like the straggler in the group. Yeah. Tell me about... Standard team. No big changes. I sunk a lot of time into this the preceding week. So this is like a cool down period. Um, no changes. It is Fred Van Vliet, who is Ampharos, level 63. Mm-hmm. Rosencrantz, Meganium, level 61. Mm-hmm. Tolkien, Alakazam, level 62. Wickrakorum, Obama Snow, level 62. Actually, plus four there. Not bad. That's not too bad. Kaladin, Magmortar, 62. And then Rocky the Rhyperior is now level 62, which is also a plus four. Pretty good. I'm digging that Rhyperior. They're all feeling pretty good. Yeah. Should we, Joshua, mash these bad boys together real quick? I think so. We did flip a coin and it was tails, but we thought it would be We fun. got the time and it's fun that our levels are kind of at parity. Like we sort should try of. it. I mean, me with my handicap maybe, but yeah. I mean, you got 265s. Yeah, that's what I mean. I have a handicap. I have an advantage. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's a more interesting. We are going to go battle now, bug catchers on Pokemon Showdown, and we'll be back to tell you who the victor of the first battle is, and then we'll play it by ear. Maybe we'll do another battle. Maybe we'll do best two out of three. All right, we'll see. No, we're just going to do one. One and done. Just let it ride. We're just yeah. going to let it ride. We're going to go battle once. We're going to come back and tell you who the victor is, and then we will see you off. But until then... See you in a moment. Final round, fight. Joshua, your Ampharos is a problem. <laughs> yeah, my Ampharos has become a big problem for That's going to be a problem for me. Your Ampharos took out three of my Pokemon and I think one hits. I'm surprised, but yes, it was. Signal Beam took out Executor in one hit. Yeah. Power Gem took out... Nine Tails in one nine hit. Nine Tails in one hit. Power Gem is fucking awesome, which Alex Bug put on the map. Level 59 for Ampharos. Special attack, rock move. And then you had some other shit. Well, you brought in for Alligator because it has Earthquake, and then I got a discharge off on it. Yeah. I did kill for Alligator with the disgusting discharge. Discharge all over me. Gross. And then you brought in Scizor. And then, oh yeah, and then you got paralyzed on the uh, static. Yeah which ended up biting you in the ass later. Because he was too slow to ever get the first hit off. So your Ampharos is unstoppable. Yeah. But still, I got you down to two Pokemon. You took out Rocky nearly, the Rhyperior, with Honchcrow's 
nasty plotted Night Slash took it down to 2% in one hit. Right. And although I did manage to kill... You killed uh, Hodgecrow. You then brought in Sizor again, and then I brought out Obama Snow, like dumbly. I killed Obama Snow in one hit. Yeah, Excisor, of course. Yeah. I was like, oh, right, dumb. It was Sizor versus Alakazam at the end, but Sizor only had like 10 HP. And I would have one-hitted you had it not been for the paralysis. Yeah. Who's your final unrevealed Pokemon? Uh, Meganium. Oh, I would have one-hitted both of those with Sizor. If I wasn't paralyzed, I would have won. I think so. The Ampharos ultimately took you down because of its paralysis there. Good battle. I did have the Quick Claw on there, and that was the main problem. Oh, the Quick Claw was pretty brutal, too. Because it went three times in a row first with Quick Claw. (laughs) Yeah, that's brutal. Good battle. Weirdly close, despite the fact that Ampharos one-hit KO'd three of my Pokemon in a row. Yeah, it's kind of became my um, my stunner. It is my highest level Pokemon right now as well. I'm worried about him now. I'm going to have to come up with some kind of foil for your, your Ampharos, I think, before next week. It was a late-game rally, which I love, of like, I had basically only electric moves on that thing until it was level like... Whenever it learns signal beam. Right. And then it was like, oh. Is electric super effective against steel? No. Okay. It's not very effective. Seems like it should be, but maybe I should have had Sizer in. For no, that. because it's like lightning rod is an ability because steel like absorbs electricity. I guess. Okay. Rhyperior has lightning rod. I don't know. I'm not a, not a fucking electrician. <laughs> Yeah. Good match. Good match. Good match. It was it was close. Yep. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we did it. Me too. Congratulations. And it makes me excited for these last couple of weeks. I got a plan for this Ampharos now. I got to figure this out. All right. I'm probably going to stick with what I got unless somebody dies, which seems virtually impossible. Dragonite's doing me no favors, and Dragonite's absolutely shit against Ampharos because it's flying. The Dragonite didn't really do anything, did it? Dragonite, I think, got... I can't even remember it being... Dropped out. super quickly. Oh, it got confused. Oh, you, you confused got Aqua Tail out I on killed Magmortar your, your Magmordar with it, but then you confused it on the way down, and then he hurt himself in confusion, and then, of course, you psychic it. Oh, and he was burned. <laughs> yeah, you got burned by... Because you swapped it when I already had Magmortar out using a flamethrower. Right. But then you happened to get burned and then confused. So, yeah, good matchup. Joshua, thank you for joining me this week. Bug catchers, thank you for joining both of us. This has been Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast. I have been Tampa Palm, aka Tanner Green Ring, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Sunflorosh, aka Joshua Fielstead. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and follow it everywhere that you follow podcasts and buy our merch. Yeah. expsharemerch.com. Lots of good shirts up, lots of good fun stuff. We were briefly in the top shows for video games on Apple Podcasts, and we're out again. So give us those ratings or reviews and get us back Please in do there. go bump us. Yep. And then give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod. Yes. You can check out the subreddit, reddit.com, slash r slash bugcatchers. Yes. And as Tanner said, buy the merch. By the dang merch. expsharemerch.com. We'll be back next week to take on the final two gyms in the Kanto region of Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Wow. And then we will be off to battle the Elite Four and chase waterfalls. We may or may not have a guest for that final episode. We're going to text him tonight and see if he wants to come on. <laughs> Joshua, thank you. Goodbye. Smell you later. <laughs>